Welcome to more Mistakes on Repeat. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. No, not well semen. Welcome. <laughs> I'm Nicole. And I'm Marina. How has the pandemic been treating you? Oh, the pandemic for me has, I mean, I guess it's like 50-50. I don't want to say that it's suck I won't don't want to say like it's just been horrible um I do like the fact that you know I've been working from home since April you know me too and I do love the fact that I haven't caught it <laughs> yeah we could all be thankful for that yes for the people that haven't caught it or recovered quickly yes um I don't like all the weight that I've put on I mean, I haven't put on a lot of weight, but yeah, I've definitely gained some weight and it might be, you know, all the drinking that comes along with sitting in the house, but I think it's, it's interesting how the wave of the pandemic went, you know, it was, it was people were thinking at first people freaked out and then they went hardo on hobbies and exercise and diet and then I think the longer it took, everything just kind of dropped off. For sure. And it's kind of like a New Year's resolution. You know, you start really hard in January and then by March, you're kind of like. Mm. <laughs> Our February. <You> know, <laughs> this is not for me. No, thanks. Right. Yeah. I actually don't mind the fact of having to wear my mask out. I really feel like I can't breathe a lot of the times, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, you know, put on some eyelashes, put on my mask and I can just go. I have gotten so used to wearing a mask. I think I'm going to be really sad when I stop wearing a mask. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, it's turned into like a little masquerade party for me. You know, it's like, ooh, I'm half hidden. You can't see half of my face. Yes. You don't know if I'm giving you a smiling face <laughs> or a resting bitch face. Yeah. And I'm always like, you know, I've like learned. I mean, I guess we all learned this from uh, Tyra Banks, you know, to smile with our eyes. So, you know, if you see someone or like yeah. they're holding open the door and you're all like smiling behind your mask, you know, you're like, oh, you know, feeling like an idiot. Like they can't see me, but I feel like they can see it in the eyes. Yes, girl, in your eyes, but I have Botox, so <laughs> nobody can tell if I'm smiling, crying, frowning, angry. It all looks the same from the eyes. Yeah, up. you know what? It kind of does. <laughs> there is no movement. All the action is in the yes. lips, which is hidden behind the mask. It's yes, like, yeah. I will say that I think personally from being a person that suffers from a lot of anxiety for some reason i think having a mask is almost like a security mm -hmm. blanket yeah yeah i've heard that too yeah i think that a lot of my anxiety is around uh peopling mm -hmm. for sure you know, i'm not a fan of peopling 
when you're behind a mask, you don't feel like you have to people as much. Right. You know? Yeah. I'm not really speaking to too many people. People try to avoid you. No one wants to hug. It's kind of mm-hmm. great. People will, like keep their distance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of people that actually do prefer wearing the mask and it feel like it does help with like social anxiety and having to go out there and, you know, deal with the world. You kind of have like, you know, this security blanket where you're just like, you know, no one knows. Like, I mean, they know, they can still see you, but you just kind of feel like you really can't see me. You really don't know who I am under this mask, you know? Exactly. And the working from home thing, I feel like my anxiety has decreased significantly from not work, working in the office because under fluorescent lighting with coworkers that you wouldn't necessarily be friends with, Talking about small talk, which I am not a fan of any small talk. Oh, my God. And just sitting there at your computer in your uncomfortable work clothes, eight to ten hours a day. Can you imagine going back to that? You know what? I can't say I kind of do miss, like, getting up and getting ready and hitting on my heels and going into the office. Because, I mean, I'm, like, in yoga clothes all day long you know i mean i feel like at least you put i, I know but you, i feel like you put a, you put effort into getting dressed you know i do still get up and put on the makeup i do m- most days i do try to get out of my sweatpants <laughs> or yoga pants i do i mean but th- we're talking about yoga pants to jeans you know i'm not into a skirt or it up where right. heels at mm-hmm. home <laughs> I'm not in a suit and heels on my couch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I feel like I do miss that part of it. And, you know, I'll be in it for a week and then I'll probably be like, what the fuck was I missing? Like, let me, you know, put on my shirt with no bra, my little, you know, yoga pants and my little sports shorts and be relaxed. But I guess I haven't done it in a while. I think we all want change you know changes in scenery changes of the normal routine for sure for sure so now this has become our Mm -hmm. routine so it's like okay now we want something new although i already know i will be unhappy so i'm not (laughs) wanting to come back to the office if i get desperate i'll just wear heels around the house down the street okay yeah (laughs) to go get Mm -hmm. the mail (laughs) or to go grab something to eat or go grocery shopping I know that's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So how do you feel like um, you've been doing during this quarantine? Anything interesting? Well, I have a pretty interesting quarantine story, as you Mm -hmm. know, that I kind of like to share because it has like a few twists and turns and and unexpected. Yes, for sure. It's a fun little story. Back in 2019... I made a new friend and this acquaintance was somebody that I wasn't necessarily attracted to, wasn't um, somebody I would normally date. They were in an open relationship, which, (laughs) yeah, I found that interesting. I was a little curious what that meant. And 
I don't know what exactly that means for everybody. Like, what is an open relationship for everybody? I think it can mean all sorts of things. I feel like an open relationship is where everyone is, like, completely honest about the situation and that they're open to both seeing other people. But at the end of the day, they come home to each other. So they're in a relationship. It's open to where they can invite other people and not really into their relationship, but he sees other people, she sees other people, and they're honest about it. I feel like that never, I don't know, maybe it works for some people long term, but I feel like long term that probably never actually honestly works for everybody involved. There's got to be some end to that. What was his definition of an open relationship to you? His definition of an open relationship was he was living in a home with his partner he had for 21 years, Mm -hmm. I believe, and they had a child together. And so I think he just liked to have sex or needed to feel wanted by a lot of people. And so she just let him do whatever he wanted to do. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, poor thing. That's a pretty sad existence to that's for her horrible to just be like, damn. Yeah, I don't know how you have to feel about yourself, your self confidence, or what goes through your mind to be like, okay, my partner doesn't desire me anymore, isn't having sex with me anymore, just had a child with me a year ago, and wants to be with someone else so i'm just gonna let him keep doing what he wants to do just so he can wow i mean that is like you know low self-esteem to allow that and to stick around you know because i feel like most women would be like i mean you know probably not but we'd be like okay bye you go do you and i'm gonna do me it was a really interesting setup I think he was benefiting from it and maybe she just liked, he would always say this reference, she's as happy as a Hindu cow. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what? I don't, a hi- what, Hindu cows are happy. I don't know. I guess Hindu cows are really happy. I don't know, but. Oh, probably cause they get worshiped. I don't know. Do they not get, do they not eat Hindu cows? <laughs> I don't think so, actually. I think they're, yeah. They do get worshipped. I think so, too. I I don't know. Mm. This is a very uneducated guess. I'm just, (laughs) I'm guessing by the saying that they're just pretty happy and content with just, like, status quo, which. Whoa. Yeah. And if anybody ever references me as being a cow, that's, like, a buy anyway. (laughs) I don't want to be referenced as a large animal or a large object ever. No. No, thanks. (laughs) Um, So anyways, uh, he was in an open relationship. So we decided to be friends. I decided to be friends with him. He's a very nice guy. Um, He had good qualities as a friend. And we were friends for about... I think six months and then, Mm -hmm. you know, we happened to go out for your birthday. (laughs) 
dun dun dun. <laughs> and we had a few drinks. Oh, quite a few drinks. And there was some <laughs> dancing, and there was some mistakes being made. For sure. And I think the night ended with us kissing. Mm-hmm. And that started what became a more of a dating scenario. Yes. So, you know, we, we started dating. And then, meanwhile, he was still living at home with his baby mama. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. But then I, he started lying to me about different things. I, For example, he lied to me that his uh, kid was five years old. And I found out that the kid was actually one years old. So the kid was actually a baby. Yeah. And that's a huge difference when a kid is. For sure. Yeah. Because like the baby just like crawled out of the mom's bag like not that long ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it's fresh and um and why? Why are you out seeking someone else? But, you know, that's my mistake for not <laughs> running at that point. First red flag of many red flags that I should have run from. It eventually just scared me enough to where I ended the relationship. And then, you know, maybe we tried again a couple times and then he would lie more. And some of the lies were pretty big. Like he claimed that he was not on any dating apps. And then I found out he was on dating apps while we were talking. And so Mm -hmm. I ended it and then he came crawling back and he was begging for some more attention and more time and I he right. said, you know, let me prove to you that I've learned my lesson he went to therapy and he was trying to better himself he moved out got his own apartment he was trying to do all these mm-hmm. things to show me that he had changed the pandemic had just started and then he suggested because everything was closing why don't we go on a trip somewhere where we can you know reconnect as friends and see if we can build something from that. So we were researching all the places that would be open to Americans and during the start of the pandemic and that were care, you know, safe to go to because of COVID. And we found that a couple of countries like Serbia and other countries were open. But um, one of the places that stood out was Turkey. And I've always wanted to go to Istanbul. And so, in fact, mm-hmm. I had had a trip booked to Istanbul maybe several years ago, and there was like some political disturbance there. And, you know, when you're not familiar with the country and you hear that, you get really scared. So I canceled the trip. So I wasn't really right, sure yeah. about the country or how safe it was. But, you know, with going with someone that, you know, I was thinking, OK, this maybe it could be good for us to do this. Yeah, going with the patho- pathological liar sounds yes, like girl. fun time. Hello, <laughs> sign me Pack up. My bags. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. This is the mistakes on repeat portion. <laughs> so yes, we have this trip planned. I take off work and 
pack and get ready to go. And packing at the beginning of the pandemic, especially was scary. We were packing tons of like, um, antibacterial wipes and, and everything, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, all sorts of masks, yes. like, you know, the N95 masks, mm-hmm. like we were serious. And so we had everything taken care of. And then that morning we were supposed to leave, something happened and we got into like a small <laughs> little fight. I don't even remember why or what happened. But we had like a little disagreement and he says, you know what? I think we should cancel the trip. The day that you're supposed to be flying out, like the, the morning, morning that you're supposed to be leaving. I was to call the Uber and he said, you can go ahead and go without me. I said, no, I'm not going to go without you. And. What a fucking yeah. psychopath. You already took off work. You're all packed, ready to go to the airport. And he's like, we should just cancel it right now. We wanted to cancel. And I said, you know, forget it. Then he called back and he said, okay, we can just go ahead and go. So that started the trip off on a weird footing anyway. For sure. I bet the energy was like, do you even really want to be here? Do I even really want to be here? Like, Yes. And it's a two week trip. With this person mm. that I had already had so many issues with and then had an issue with that morning. So he felt really bad about it and um, apologized and upgraded us to first class and, you know, did all these things. <laughs> well, that was that was nice. It was nice. But does it make up for crazy? No, money doesn't no. make up for crazy. <laughs> so we get to Istanbul. He's been there before like for a couple days and we had a really good time. Everything was fine. We were uh, exercising together every day. We were exploring. We were going to all the tourist places. Really, we got along pretty well. So there was no fighting at all within that first week? No fighting, no weirdness, really, except for his annoying fucking habits. Oh, my God. This man has the most... (laughs) annoying fucking (laughs) habits oh my god i've heard about him have you ever been around somebody that their habits just make your skin crawl yeah yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah it's just like oh my just their sometimes it's just their existence it's just so annoying but yeah um and the habits that you mentioned that he had would drive me insane. Like, wasn't he always like checking out other women? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. That's a, another story. But one, one time in particular, we were at a resort. This is prior to this trip, but we were at a resort and there was maybe three other women because again, it was starting to slow down because of COVID was just starting but maybe there was like three other women at the entire resort. And he literally, I fucked them for, (laughs) I was talking about for at least 15 minutes, hoping, hoping one of them would look at him. Oh my God. And you're just sitting there like, hello, hello, I'm right here. (laughs) 
Oh my God. It was so bad. Ugh. And we would go out sometimes, like if we went to like a club or a bar, he would go to get his drinks, which is so sweet. But he would go to get his drinks and he'd be at the bar, like I fucking every girl at the bar. It's just so gross. Hello, it's so disrespectful. How old are you? <laughs> yes. Are you in your 20s? Like, this is so no, gross. Sir. Yeah, grow up. And didn't he like have the habit of thinking like everybody like wanted him? Yes. Like, oh. He had the short man complex. Like, he definitely mm. thought he was, I mean, he was very fit, but he definitely thought every person wanted him. Ugh. Yeah. And so that was fun. And then uh, <laughs> we were, anyways, back, so back to Istanbul. We were there okay. and we were having a decent time and getting along. And then um, during the time of COVID, Istanbul had required you to uh, register for a health code. And the health code was so they could track you when you travel inside of Turkey. Mm -hmm. So for the second week of the trip, we were traveling to do two different cities and we would need to fly out of Istanbul to Cappadocia. In order to do that, we needed this health code and I had been researching it for maybe two weeks and I could not for the life of me figure out how to figure it out. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how to get the health code. And it was the night before we were supposed to fly out. And I still didn't have it. And I was trying to pack and everything. And he's just sitting on his ass, like scrolling on his phone. And I said, hey, do you mind helping me with this health code? It's really, we have to have it for the flight. I'm scared they're going to cancel our flight if we don't have it soon before we check in. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, if you've been researching it for two weeks and haven't come up with anything, then I'm pretty sure I can't help at this point either. So I'm just not even going to try to help? No, he he's like, you, no, my, it's okay. You, I'm sure it will be okay. It's not a big problem. Okay. So we did it. <laughs> I was really upset. I didn't get angry. I didn't yell at him. I just said, okay. And I just packed my stuff and we didn't speak the rest of the night. The next morning we woke up and we were supposed to fly that day. We went to go have breakfast and I mentioned to him again, hey, we still need this health code. It's still a problem. I don't think we can even get in the airport without it. And he said, you know, I just, I don't really worry too much about it. I'm sure it will all work out. It always does. I said, it will all work out if we make it work out. We have to do something about finding this code. Right, like they're not telling us they need it just because like they need it for a reason exactly and so at that point he just looks at me and he says you know what i think you got this from here and i meaning what i said i got this like the health code or he goes no you've traveled to a lot of countries by yourself i'm sure you can figure out the rest of the trip and I just said, let me get this straight. You are leaving me in a foreign country. And he said, wow. Yeah, he said, um, he said, you'll be fine. I'm sure you can figure it out. You know, I'm going to go ahead and go back home. 
And I said, you really need to think about what you're saying right now, because I will never, ever speak to you again. If you're, I've never heard of anybody leaving somebody in a foreign country. <laughs> never. I, nope. I've never heard another story of being left in a foreign country. And so I got up from the table and I went to concierge and I had them call me a taxi and I haven't spoken with him since. Wow. So after he left or after I left, I went ahead and flew to Cappadocia. And during this time, I was a little bit sad. I was not sad about losing him, but I was just sad that somebody would treat me that way. Exactly. And it's like when you first arrived um, to the hotel, it was all like set up. It was all romantic. Like Exactly. They put me in the honeymoon suite. <laughs> I mean... There was only so many people at the hotel, but they put me in the largest suite. It was like, you know, yeah, it was set up for like a romantic weekend. Wow. Um, so I was a little bit sad. And then I decided at that point just to uh, change the narrative of the story. And instead of wasting my trip to Turkey being upset or flying back home with my tail between my legs, you know, scared. I was just going to stay and explore the country. Mm -hmm. So during that trip, I realized that I wanted to do something I normally wouldn't do. I've been wanting to do for a long time in America, but I probably wouldn't have spent the money in America because it's really expensive. Um, I wanted to get a half sleeve tattoo. Mm -hmm. And so I started researching the best tattoo artists in Istanbul. And these three or four names kept coming up in different websites, different magazine articles, you know, and so I start going through the list of the three or four people and I start emailing them. Hey, mm -hmm. I know this is very last minute, but do you happen to have any openings to get a half sleeve? <laughs> you know, it's like so much work. <laughs> yes. And everybody replied, but two people had already moved from Istanbul and were living in um, New York as tattoo artists. Okay. And then mm -hmm. the other person said they weren't available that quickly. And then this other artist he said he was going on vacation, but he happened to have a couple days open. And if I could stand the pain, he could do all of it in two sessions back to back. Mm -hmm. So I ended up meeting with this tattoo artist and we did 17 hours of tattooing two days in a row. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really crazy. I was speaking with a tattoo artist and he was, he speaks pretty decent English, but he's pretty quiet. And he had a friend over and I was, you know, talking with the friend, his friend's very interesting. He's a voice actor. And I was like, Oh, these are some really interesting people. And it's really the first real conversation I'd had because everybody's speaking Turkish, nobody's speaking English. So it was nice to have right. like a real conversation. Mm -hmm. um, the second day I was tattooing, uh, he was tattooing me. I He had another friend over who is a captain of like really giant ships. And I was like, wow, these are so interesting people, you know? And so 
I just mm-hmm. got a really good vibe that they were really good people, really nice, really good people. After the tattooing, um, the tattoo artist, he said, hey, if you ever want to hang out, I know you don't know anybody here, then let me know. After hanging out with all of them, I realized it would be safe. I felt comfortable. If they invited me to hang out with them again, I would go. Yes. And maybe three or four days later, I had reached out to the tattoo artist and I said, hey, if you guys go out in this area, let me know. I'd like to hang out again. And he said, well, actually, I'm over in this area now if you want to meet us up for dinner. So I met him and the guy, the voice actor guy for dinner, and we were hanging out. And I just kind of got a vibe from the guy that was a tattoo artist. I just was kind of flirting. He was flirting with me. I was feeling like a little vibe from him. Who is so handsome, by the he way. so handsome. <laughs> he definitely is. He's height appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he was serenading me. He was singing. He was funny. And so... I just got left in Turkey by some asshole. And I was just totally thinking, you know, this could be fun. And after dinner, we had a couple drinks. And after dinner, I asked him to walk me to my place. And I was thinking for the first time ever, I've never had a one night stand, but I was thinking, hey, I'm in Istanbul. Hey, I'm doing my thing. I can invite yes. I can invite this handsome man over. And so he starts walking me back to my apartment and his friend's coming. <laughs> You're like, not quite what I had planned. I but... like, Why is the friend <laughs> walking with us? <laughs> And so I just decided to go for it and I grabbed him aside and I said, I was hoping you would come home with me. And he said, I really would like to, but that's just not my way. And I'm leaving tomorrow for vacation. And so I was like, wow, I've never would have thought my first time asking somebody to go home with me, they would say no. It was like, ugh, slip my wrist. <laughs> exactly. Ugh, I'm never asking anyone ever again. <laughs> oh my god. So bad. And oh. I, when I told that story to a guy friend of mine, he said he must be gay. I was like, no, he's not. He's definitely not. I mean, we just, how we think is just like so bad like he must be gay no he's like a respectable man you know there's still respectable men out there that are not just all about hooking up shocker i wouldn't have guessed a big shocker i haven't met them yet but you have (laughs) the one who has to go home with me (laughs) and so uh after getting over that initial shock and embarrassment and like self-doubt He did reach out to me while he was on vacation and we continued to have a conversation while he was away. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
now going on six months, he is still my man. I mean, that's like the perfect like turnaround, the perfect like fuck you, like you got left this foreign country and not even just like being just, you know, like Mexico where, you know, it's a hop, skip and away to get back to the United States. Like what, 24 hours just to travel there, right? Yeah, if it's a connecting flight, a direct flight is about 13 hours, but it's a real long distance relationship. Yes. And I mean, the way that it turned out, like, you know, you're with this man who is so sweet, you know, so so handsome. Yes. It's like the stars aligned and everything was supposed to happen the way it was supposed to happen. I am shocked still to this day. I don't know how I, it's so funny and it's so me to fall in love and end up with a tattoo artist. Like it just is very fitting to my life story. So for sure, girl, you cannot make this up. Like this is your life. Like this doesn't happen to everybody. Like it just doesn't. I'm so happy and that was my my you know little story of from turning a mistake into you know something unexpected and great. Mm-hmm. So now it's your turn, you know, it's your turn to turn your mistakes into something. I know cuz I'm great. definitely still having my mistakes on repeat, but hopefully we get it together, you know, in 2021 cuz 2020 definitely wasn't the year but I mean I kind of did good with leaving an ex alone but yeah you did kind of right kind of yeah I mean you had yeah. a little little bad luck in 2020 with the day oh for sure situation for sure for sure a lot of guys playing games um yeah a lot of red flags that I saw and I just thought that they meant green and thought that I should just keep going. I really hope for you that you make some new acquaintances in 2021, some better people come into your life. Yeah, it's no same. I just want to find men that are like on my level, you know, men that have, you know, normal jobs, um, men that don't have multiple kids men that don't come with a bunch of baggage as far yes. as you know because i don't baggage yeah do you think during the pandemic with more time on your hands and more time at home do you think that's increased like your instagram stalking skills for sure i really do feel like um instagram stalking is at a all-time high for sure I mean, it's so easy. And with social media, people post everything. Yeah. It's They're scary. every single move. Like, it's insane. It is. I get nervous even because there's for every for every level that people increase the stalking ability on Instagram, the technology to also look to mm-hmm. see who's stalking also gets better. So I there's there's always new apps there's always like commercials yeah for sure where you can see who has been stalking you who deleted you added you like so many things that i don't want people knowing that i'm doing yeah but just word to the wise or 
word to the crazies. <laughs> Just don't, you know, make a fake page under your real email address or real phone number. And then there's no way that they can tell that it's you. Wow. That's really crazy. That This is why I don't go through those levels of stalking because I'm afraid that there's just ways that I don't, I don't know about that people can see that I'm actually looking at their stuff. Very much so. For me, it's such a time fuck and like rabbit hole. You know, I just start, I mean, if I start doing, not only do I feel weird about it, about what I'm going to find, but then once I start going to that level, all of a sudden it's like seven hours later, I'm like, why am I still on Instagram? And how did I get to this person's account? Like, this is like 30 degrees of separation. How did I get to this account? And why, and why is this friend that I know from way back when following this account? <laughs> It's real time consuming, but I feel like, you know, with the pandemic, I guess we can blame it on that. Um, <laughs> you have nothing but time. So you're just searching and searching. But I mean, I don't really recommend it, obviously, because unless you're going to do something with that information, what's the point? Because I feel like all you're doing is going to make yourself upset. And mostly everything on Instagram tends to make me upset. Right. <laughs> for, for one reason or another, it's either a body that's unattainable to me, a lifestyle that's unattainable, uh, you know, a place that I can't go to right now or something that makes me want more. Yes. And not in a positive way. It makes me feel like I'm walking 10 steps behind that random person. But why is social media so addicting and why do people feel the need to post their every single mood or move. I Why do people yeah, want to post their every single move? Me and you aren't like that. No. Remember when Snapchat first, because Snapchat was really the first, in my opinion, the first like instant fast, like posting. Yes, thing. for sure. And that's when Instagram jumped on and Facebook mm -hmm. jumped on to where you have a story now and you can post your story. But yeah, I guess I was never a big Facebook fan, so I can't really speak to that. But mm -hmm. um, but I know I, for me, I follow, started following Snapchat for like specific reasons because, you know, people I was close to were on it. But I found it so fucking annoying when people would literally post ev like snap everything they're doing throughout the day what they're eating, what they're drinking, and they couldn't do anything without snapping it. Right, you know? yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I'm totally sitting back judging it, but meanwhile, I probably was doing the same thing. <laughs> For sure. And I know that you said that you're not really big into Facebook, but yes. Facebook now has like memories and it's like five years ago, 10 years ago. Ew. And my memories make me want to like shoot myself in the head it's like i just pulled up to starbucks i'm getting oh, me a star no. oh, oh my god ew. i'm getting i'm watching ew. this on tv ew Ugh. and i know a lot of people i feel like most people still have facebook accounts um pretty much everyone i know except for you <laughs> <laughs> 
still has a Facebook account, everybody. I feel like people aren't as active. Well, I don't know, because I'm not as active on it, but I still have it, you know. But um, I feel like a lot of people are leaning more towards Instagram. But I don't know. There's probably people that still post a bunch on Facebook. And it's like their journal. It's like literally their journal. And I'm here for it because, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm reading everything and I'm reading every comment and (laughs) I'm here for it. But would I do that? No. It's also a fun platform to uh, apparently recently it's been a fun platform to out people. So I was reading this article about Army Hammer, the actor. Apparently, a girl he was dating after his divorce outed him on Instagram. She created an Instagram just to out him. And he, she accused him of being like really sick and twisted into BDSM and cannibalism. And I know he said he's a cannibal. He's told some girl and then and then it's like the hashtag me too, where after one person came forward, all these girls, everyone, you know, it's but then it's been a series of a little series coming out in 2021. It started with uh, well, first that happened that I remember at the end of 2020 was I think Shia LaBeouf, um, <laughs> who I love. I love him. I I don't know. He he seems kind of crazy, and that's probably why I'm just like, yes, sign Google me Google up. <laughs> yeah, red flags. Here I come. But he is. Uh, he I I've always liked his weirdness because he's he is qu- quirky and weird. And I liked, like, like one time he did this um, series where he filmed himself watching his own movies. Okay. Did you, did you oh, watch I was, that? No, I actually would really enjoy that, I feel like. Yeah, it was, like, so nothing. But he was literally in a movie theater for, like, three days watching his own films from, <laughs> in chronological order. And uh-huh. the, the video you could just watch real like real time of of him watching his movies. So you're just watching him chilling in a chair, sometimes eating, sometimes sleeping, you know. And I mean, is he like laughing? Is he No, he's pretty much just staring at the screen. Sometimes he's talking to the people sitting um, next to him. I think it was a real movie theater. Oh yeah, it was really weird, but somehow I could not stop watching it. <laughs> literally nothing happened but i could not stop watching it <laughs> that's funny and i also remember him okay i need to verify this story but i also remember him being a part of this art show that was about a human experience where he basically just sat naked or sat in a room and people could just mm. come in and just watch him like, look at again. him yeah but i think he accused hmm. someone of raping him whoa while that yes. <laughs> while that happened like while he was doing this yes, art ex- while he was doing the art exhibit he accused a woman of raping him look like raping him with their mouth or see, this is 
feel really bad about what I'm about to say because I'm sure men can be sexually violated as well. For sure. But their penis has to get hard. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that it's still not a violation. Unless she raped him. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to say this without like, um, unless she like, Raped him up the butt or something? No? Yes. So I'm correcting this. Uh, so okay. it, it's a performance art project where he sat in a room and one woman, he, uh, when he was interviewed by a magazine, he said one woman who came in with her boyfriend, the boyfriend stayed outside the door. She whipped his legs for 10 minutes and then stripped his clothing and proceeded to rape him. Hmm. <laughs> But it doesn't say how. No, it didn't go into details. No, and I don't want to be insensitive and say that men can't be sexually assaulted. And sexual assault is a very serious thing. I take it very serious. But I I don't understand the anatomy of a man, like, being raped. If his penis got hard... Your penis can get hard and you can still not want it, though. Right? You can still be turned on and not want to have sex with somebody. Really? For sure. No? You feel like every time a penis gets hard, they want it. I mean, I feel like you can like, I don't know. I feel like a penis just gets hard. You can wake up with morning wood. Okay. No, no, no. I totally agree. Guys, sometimes some men, especially when they're younger, the wind could blow and they could get hard. Right. But but I don't know that in my experience... I don't know that if a man isn't necessarily in the mood for it, if he can stay and perform in that headspace. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just really uneducated on men being violated, but I thought that was a very fascinating story about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even like with him getting sued by his um, ex-girlfriend, What's her, Twig? What's her first name? FK Twigs or something? Or twi- Is that something her like biological that. name? I'm going to hope not, but I don't really know. know. I mean, yeah. you know, celebrities and their names. But um, she had mentioned like he, she like woke up to him choking her. Yeah, there's probably no excuse for that. I don't. How do you wake up to someone choking you? I don't know because it's never happened to me. And if it ever happens to me, I'm going to be like reaching for something to like hit this person. Like there's plenty of ways for you to wake me up. Please don't wake me up with your hands around my throat because that's going to like scare me. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that comes about, but I know that he's had a history of, you know, having some some trouble he's gotten arrested for assault maybe or maybe yeah stealing some stuff i don't know i know he's had a history of problems though yeah um i think when he was nine years old he actually got um caught stealing some nike cortez yeah and i mean when he just got kicked off of um that series with um olivia olivia wilde oh yeah olivia wilde I think, isn't Harry Styles on that series? Like, that's how they started their fling or whatever. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So, not to go off on a tangent, but back to, like, why we started this. 
so it's been interesting because that happened with instead of a me too this is almost like women coming forward in acts that they participated in but are now saying hey this was like really extreme you know I don't I don't know about consensual as far as like waking up being choked but I'm assuming like they had some issues you know during the relationship it just seems like um a crazy ex-boyfriend like she had stated that they were like driving down the freeway and um he was like speeding really fast and he was like threatening to crash the car if she didn't tell him yeah tell him that she loved him and i'm just like oh that kind of sounds like a couple of my ex like you know it just seemed like a very toxic relationship but he has money so she gets to sue him for everything that she went through could you imagine if we got to sue all of our ex-boyfriends for the shit that they put uh, us through? We would be living the life of luxury for right now. Fucking sure. It would be so amazing. <laughs> It'd be so amazing. We could travel and talk about how awful they were. Yes. But yeah. no, we don't get to sue them. We can't afford to sue them. No, so we'll just talk about how awful they are on more on more and then the army hammer though is intriguing to me because you have this six four handsome blonde guy and he was married to this beautiful woman and he's an heir to an oil fortune and he already has a lot of money from acting um He's obviously got an interesting side to him because he was in that movie, Call Me By By Your Name. And Mm -hmm. so he's an interesting person. But you think when you hear that someone is telling women that they want to break off their rib and barbecue them. He's like Ted Bundy, 2021 Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. He's carving his initial into their skin. and. Now, this is the interesting thing is because I think probably at the time these were consensual, like the women were probably like, okay, he's into some weird shit. Right. And they were probably okay with it. But now Mm. they're talking about how some have been emotionally distressed, like going to therapy, having all sorts of problems with it. I could only imagine. um I just, I wouldn't be okay with it in the first place. So I just don't understand. But I mean, you know, what about you? Do you think that? I mean, I'm a person that is very open-minded in a lot of the arenas. And so I've definitely been in the situation where I've explored some more interesting, uh, you know, BDSM. Mm-hmm. But I think, and I, I've, I've told you before that I think with BDSM, the problem is that you always have to next level it up because, right. because it becomes like such a, a high when you're doing it that the next time, even if it's the next day or two days later, you're like, Ooh, what can we do to increase that? And so mm-hmm. that's when I think it starts getting more and more. And then when you talk about a celebrity that can have anything he wants, and then you're adding in that level of, you know, endorphins and 
and you're getting something you think you desire that you can't really have anywhere else, I think that probably has made him think like, hey, this is what I want. I want to be a cannibal or something really crazy. Insane. Scary. I mean, it's just like he's living his truth, I guess, Mm -hmm. but you really want to eat human meat, right? Ew. Ew. I was also reading uh, one time when he was married, he did an interview on like a Stephen Colbert talk show. And during that time, somebody knew something because they said something along the lines of, so what does your wife think about you being into really dark things? And then his wife, he said, oh, she doesn't like it. She's not okay Mm. with it. But she hasn't come out and said very much, except for she's, like, disappointed. She's probably still getting that alimony and that child support. And she probably maybe, you know, you can't see too much when you're dependent on them checks. I don't know. Maybe she'll write a book Mm -hmm. one day, tell her side of the story. But one of the... Other stories along those lines that most recently came out is about Marilyn Manson. Mm. Come on, though. Marilyn Manson yeah. has always been a freak from the beginning. Come We've, on. Right? So it's like, like not that's a, I don't think anyone was surprised by Marilyn Manson. I think I'd be more surprised if I went to have sex with Marilyn Manson and it was like so missionary missionary and boring i'd be like what missionary don't kiss me like uh, i did not see that i thought we'd be sleeping in coffins like for sure having the freakiest sex ever with like bats knives and blood and come on that's right image always has been forever what they call vanilla if it was like vanilla sex like the most boring sex mm-hmm. I would just be shocked so <laughs> I, I'm not saying that the allegations are not important or the, the those women's feelings are not important but let I me tell you that. something you know they don't call it vanilla anymore they call it Caucasian sex what? <laughs> I am yes. personally offended <laughs> I swear I'm gonna send it to you they call it who is saying that so one of my shows that I like married at first sight she went off yes on her husband she's like all you want to do is have boring Caucasian sex and she's you know white yes oh my god I'm personally offended by this (laughs) so with Marilyn Manson in that situation again not shocking But that's kind of along the lines of, do you know James Dean, the porn star? James Girl, do you watch porn? He's like old school porn star. He's been around forever. I knew some old school porn uh, stars. The Harry Short one, he's like... Ron Jeremy? Yeah, I know him. No, no, no. No, not that Mm -hmm. old. Like, James Dean is probably you know, in our time, but I would say out of the players now, he's aging and he's probably needs to retire. But Mm -hmm. James Dean's shtick in porn is that he's like really rough and choking and having like almost like rape sex, but that's like his thing. And so maybe two years ago, women started coming forward saying 
that he was having really abusive, rough sex with them. And I'm like, hello, that's advertised. What he's, oh, so you knew what you were getting you if you were. what you were getting. Wow. Kind of like the Marilyn Manson thing. I'm just guessing based off a of look. And that's really not how you judge someone. I'm sure these women knew his personality, but I would just think based off the of looks, okay, we're going to get some freaky sex from this dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too shocked by all that. Yeah, I'm not either. But it's like, I mean, these um, music um, companies and these movie companies, they're not playing around like, They are dropping your ass. It's like not even, you know, it's not even uh, innocent until proven guilty. It's guilty until you're proven innocent. Like, they're not playing around. A lot of them are getting dropped from their record labels, from their um, movie deals. It's too high risk because they don't want to be associated with someone like that. They don't want to be sued. They don't want any backlash over it. They don't want people to stop seeing their movies just because of one person. Right. Mm-hmm. All these stories are really crazy. It's a little bit juicier than like the Me Too. The Me Too was just really sad. It was a lot of women that deserved attention, you know, so good for them. They got some justice or some peace or something. But these these stories are a little more juicy because we have cannibalism, we have some crazy sex, and it's coming at a time where no celebrities are doing anything because of the pandemic. Right. So it's like, we're all thirsty. Good for them that they're finding their voice and they're sharing their stories and hopefully it does help out, you know, other people. And um, I mean, you just can't be going around trying to eat people and you can't <laughs> you just can't it's not okay it's not okay even You're... during the pandemic we are not no. zombies yet right it is not the just, wait. <laughs> just, just wait just wait for until... it wait too wait soon too it. soon too soon <laughs> oh on that note i think it's time that we wrap it up We really covered a lot of crazy topics today. Yes, and there's so much more that we can discuss with everything that's been going on in the news, the media, our personal lives. There's definitely more dark dating stories that we can share with you all soon. For sure. So thanks for tuning in and listening to us. Hopefully you found us relatable, enjoyed yourselves. And it left you wanting some more. Thank you. Bye. Until next time. Bye.